This podcast is falling apart. The ball report. The, the ball report. Ah, uh, yes, you're listening to the ball report. Australian edition. W- welcome to the Australian ball report. <laughs> just like to inform you that our balls are in a vice. <laughs> and I can't move. I. <laughs> I literally, I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally can't move. Coming to you live from Rebel Scum Radio. Welcome back to Rebel Scum Radio Season 2, Episode 4. I'm joined once again by my co-host, Jim Bob Jones. How are you? Hola, hola. And Jamopathan. How's things? Okay. Jamop- <laughs> <laughs> Jamopulator. Okay. I thought I'd check that in. I thought I'd bring some new material Jamop- to the table. <laughs> Jamopathan. You put mop in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Jono, you've got your, you finally got your new wheels? Yeah. Since the last it's podcast. Been a while, yeah. The Black Panther is here. The Black Beast. <laughs> the Black Beast. Very nice ride. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it's smooth. Very smooth as. Smooth. Makes those pizzas. Yeah, when I went to the showroom, I was like, does it come in black? <laughs> did you take it for a test drive and do like a sliding car park into yeah. the side? <laughs> like a glove. <laughs> and it scratches all over. Yeah, it scratches all over. Sir, we uh, didn't realise this vehicle could flip. But, uh, <laughs> like managed, a glove. You somehow managed to... Uh, Fit into that spot perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, on this episode, we've got a special happy birthday to Jim Bob Jones. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray! 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 <laughs> anyway, enough of the frivolities. <laughs> In this episode of Rebels Game Radio, we're going to uh, be talking a little bit about some releases that have come out on the internet on our website this week for Rogue One and Star Wars Rebels Toys coming up for this Christmas Quick chat also about some uh, Star Wars books coming out this Christmas, cavalcade of books for all ages. Uh, we're going to talk about a new documentary called The Prequel Strikes Back, where they put forward an argument that the prequels weren't that bad. Oh. But will they be? We will know on September 20th, I think, the documentary comes out for digital download, but we'll talk about that later. Also, some Stranger, some stranger Things concept art came out this week. Uh, the new Batman villain was released, and we're going to be... Talking some scary little bits and pieces for a little paranormal special from the island of Catalina off the coast of California. Catalina. Lots of weird portals, UFOs, and whatnot. So buckle up. Sounds good. It's going to be a good episode. Ooh. Now, <laughs> now, as per usual, we'll get the formalities out, out of the way before we start talking some Star Wars. You can catch more from us at rebelscumradio.com and also on our social feeds at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and Tumblr. And we're still working on Institute, trying to get that up. You're trying to do it instantly. And of course, you can catch all our sounds on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, on, and any good podcasting app on your favorite device. <laughs> See? Got, Got, See, got through those again, yeah, boys. The preamble. The preamble <laughs> is done. People are gonna get, I'm going to have to come up with some new material for the preamble. 
Maybe you could do a pre-recorded. Oh yes, you can listen to us. I choose Stitcher, TuneIn Radio for all the greatest episodes ever made. That's true. Can you do that? Like, just it's like a press. You just insert it into the podcast. Yeah, just yeah. insert it. Yeah, yeah, just just slip it in. Cool. Slip it in. This. <laughs> maybe maybe if we, when we go to PAX or something, I'll get. I'll get people just to read it out for me, then we'll have a different person reading it out. Every, every, every episode. Yeah, yeah. Every episode. <laughs> you can work. hear us. You can hear them on TuneIn <laughs> and SoundCloud. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, gee, you can listen to them. It's old Gil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Did I do that right? Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, you can listen to them all, buddy. Institute and bloody. TuneIn Radio. Okay. I don't know where that went. Well, where was? Okay. Is anyone out there? Is this thing on? Anyway, um, let's start talking Star Wars, boys. So, um, see, this week. Oh, toys, 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 yeah. toys, toys came out. Toys. So they're mainly. Um, <coughs> I haven't included the black six-inch figures because I count them as collectibles. I don't think they're really toys. So I've mainly done the three and a quarter inch um, five-point of articulation figures that they kind of released this week. A few double packs, a few vehicles, which were they nice. Have to look those at. Um, stupid little tack-on. Bonus items. Oh, all those packaging. little bonus items. I don't know what I that's all about. I can't stand it. Like, it just ruins... Like, just have one figurine with their weapon in a box. No stupid clinch hook spinning, thing. Spinning discs of... Grabble, yeah, grabble hook. No one, no one cares about those. Like, okay, I might want to collect them all. Yeah. But I don't want to... Unless but, I'm... Like, uh, the, a good one I saw... Mm. A good one I saw is yeah. when... Um, I think there's, like, a Marvel Ultimate series came out. All, all of the Marvel characters were there, and they had all these bonus Galactus parts. Yeah. If you collected all the Marvel figurines, you could, make you could build a giant Galactus figurine, oh. and it looked mint like it was. Nice. It was this. Yeah. Oh, just just I saw it down. At one of, nah, one of the comics or us stores oh, yeah. sold them all, and I, that that works. But stupid tack on things that go on the figurines, like the Star Wars ones do, it just kind of I don't know puts them in a. Yeah, cheap. They they just look cheap. Yeah, yeah. Like, they did a put a medallion th- like a coin or something. Yeah, maybe they did a know. similar thing. Like obviously, I'm a wrestling fan. Um, this they've got wrestling figures as well, which they brought out. And they, they brought out all these add-ons and snap-ons, and where you build your own wrestler out of weird things. So they got dragon heads and all kinds of crazy dragon shit. heads. And just like just a bendable like Hulk Hogan old school figure. Yeah, in like a pretend ring where you're just banging them yeah. around, you throw them around in the sandpit and shit. Toys that overthinking toys. I think that one of the worst toys I ever saw was those. Uh, look, I, I bet it works in the children's focus groups. I bet it's a blast. <laughs> but yeah. there's these interchangeable figurines. Where the you can the pull mashables, it, yeah. They're mashables. Oh, so you pull their arms off Wade, Wade and put like, Hulk's head yeah. on Spider Man's body. And it's just it's like, like weird, that's crap. Sorry, sorry, Hasbro but, or Star Wars, but you, you just stuff that one. No, I think Hasbro are guilty of making pretty lazy toys at mm. times where they're just, oh. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, we've got this five. We've got this nice, nice figure and a beautiful gun, and it's pretty movie accurate. Oh, I don't think they'll buy this without some spinning stupid disc. No. <laughs> they're not buying it for starters. They're not buying it for the spinning stupid disc. They're it's buying actually, it for the figure. It's actually shoving me away a bit from wanting to because there are a few characters out of mm. Force Awakens and Rogue One that looks yeah. like I'd be. Yeah, what kind of annoy me? Because I've actually bought like. 
about half a dozen of new figures for my Star Wars display and stuff. So I've got like Kylo Ren and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, some Rebels figures and stuff. Yeah. One pack was really good. It was Darth Vader and Ahsoka Tano together. Yeah. But otherwise, oh, wow. all all of the double packs seem to be like there's one figure in there you want. Yeah. Then one I leave in the pack and I just chuck yeah. in the drawer. I don't. I don't. The one you don't want, yeah. Yeah, like I got this pack with Poe Dameron and um, BB-8 and Ray in it. I only yeah. wanted Ray, so Poe Dameron and and BB-8. And so Poe Dameron's in the fucking <laughs> in bin. the bin, <laughs> in the bin, in the bin. Yeah. Anyway, the one thing that came out of these toys, which came out, was two two new figures. Firstly, was the was the um, uh, Wampa looking dude, the he, the the ice hoth. Ice looking. Yeah, is, is it a Wampa? Is it something else? No, it's something else. His okay. name is Morof. So we don't know what planet or Morof. Wh- wh- where he's from. So we haven't seen him name. in the trailers either. Um, not him, no. But no. we have seen the other figure. Is he the one with the big mouth? With the who big... did, did this weird laugh, kind of oh, like a gremlin okay. in the in like I think it was in the show reel that like mm. that you know that extended oh, reel yeah, from okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. from um, Star Wars Europe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and his name's Commander Pow. 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 Mm. P-O-W? So, uh, P-A-O. Do you reckon he's going to have a catchphrase like... Um, it's a trap. It's a trap. Is he going to have his own little it's catchphrase? No. Oh, I don't know. He might be more like Stripe out of the Gremlins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I forgot to ask you. What's the name of the fluffy Furby thing? Is it a Mogwai from it's Gremlins? It's Mogwai, and the main, the, the main character is Gizmo. Gizmo. Oh, Gizmo. Yeah. But their race is called Mogwai. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, they're Mogwai. Yeah, I was trying to work was that sh- out at work today, so... Because there was an Australian Furbies. band called Mogwai, I think. Oh, I think, there I think is they were too. a dance. I think they were a dance. They're like, aren't they band. like a Melbourne? Yeah. based punk. Yeah, I saw heavy, them. A f- I saw them a few times. The heavy punk band or something. I or? can't remember. I saw them a few times at Meredith. Oh wow! So naturally, it's Meredith. So, na- so naturally, it's a bit foggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, anyway, the bush was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> anyway, there's lots of good looking. <laughs> like of particular interest, I think the black art R two unit, unit, which was which yeah, that looks cool. Front center, that looked pretty awesome. Otherwise, it's all double packs of all the Star Wars Commando Troopers. The TIE Fighter Striker, just with the two flat panels, looked freaking awesome. Um, the Y-Wing, I'm a bit meh about. That kind of looks like a what bit What about those black trip. troopers, the skinny ones? Oh, the Commandos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they look good. And especially the helmets, which is the main image that's on the Facebook page and stuff yeah. at the moment, yeah. on our Facebook page, with the green lights. Green lights, yeah. 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 They look amazing. And then, and then there's some rebel figures coming out. Obviously, Ad, Admiral Thrawn, we've seen before from the Europe thing. Hera, um, a few others. And then um, we've got some packaging, which are more rebel figures. Uh, K2SO was there, which was – that's a pretty cool figure. I'd consider buying that. Pretty cool-looking droid. But, again, they've got this action pack in there, a zipline action pack. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck does a droid need with a backpack with a fucking zipline in it? <laughs> they just can't do this shit. It's like they had the... But the, the, the focus mo- groups think otherwise. Yeah, it's like they had the motorcycles for Spider-Man. Designed by yeah. focus group. Iron Man. I mean, like, I don't understand why, the, why K2SO's got a zipline pack as an extra. And then Sabine Wren, who's the, um, the Mandalorian out of Rebels. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yes. No, she's got the coloured outfit the red, and stuff. Yeah. She paints everything. She's an artist, yeah. Yeah, so um, she's got the same pack, a zipline pack. So why does a, a trained assassin and a fucking robot have the same... Fucking thing, and Focus. then they've released another version of Kylo Ren Focus with group. some crazy projectile firing thing. What? Why the fuck does Kylo Ren, <laughs> who can stop lasers in the freaking air, 
Lasers. 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 Why does he need that? That's Freaking laser. But probably the highlight, I think, of what's coming up, and if I was... <laughs> I know what I'd be asking for if I was a young kid this Christmas and these were available. The remote control walking ATACT mm. with the green... With the, I'm sorry, with the orange doors and stuff on it. Being able to drive those around your backyard as a kid. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. So... I wonder what the, the old retail price on that little bad boy would be. Yeah, they haven't said that. I would imagine that would be edging up to 200. Mm, yeah, because they looked pretty big, didn't they? Yeah. Because they've got to fit those figurines inside the ATS. Well, exactly. So. They look like they can fit about six figurines each Whoa. in there. <laughs> so six, six three and a quarter. It would make it the same size as the, pretty the original. Size one, yeah. the original. Right. So, yeah. But with full working robotics, it's pretty cool. Would- and that orange hatch actually comes out and drops down. So it's like a container mm. that drops the soldiers off. So oh, okay. what's, what's the price? I haven't there isn't any prices released yet, but I'm guessing it'd be two hundred bucks. You, you wouldn't want to have it around your dog though. No. No. No, it, nobody got it. Dogs go nuts. Anything it, remote controlled, they go nuts. No, they're trying to help the ATA. Yeah. So yeah, so some interesting Star Wars toys coming out. Obviously there's force this is the first wave of Force Friday on September thirtieth. Which I think they should probably call Rogue Friday, but Force Friday is good enough. So Rogue same as Friday. last year. So it'll be wave one of the toys. So everyone will be queuing up at um, Target and Toys R Us and wherever you like to queue up for toys at first thing in the morning. Year, last year I, was crazy. I, I, I just hate it. I just hate seeing like people intentionally buying toys off the shelves, or they're buying ten of them. Mm. Just to put them on eBay later. Like it, they've yeah. got no intention of ever playing with that toy mm. or giving it to someone. It's just like, it should be just one of each per thing, unless you've got kids with you. Yeah. You've got three kids with you and you can buy the three of the same yeah. thing or something. It just pisses me off. Kmart wouldn't care because they're selling the Yeah, shit. Kmart don't care. But when the kid goes on the on – the, how many days are in September 31st? Goes on September 31st mm. on the weekend on Saturday with their parents. There's nothing left on the shelves because some 35-year-old collectors <laughs> put them on eBay. It pisses me off. Kmart, Target, fix it. It's bullshit. Anyway, Bulldust. You won't have this problem with the with the next lot of products we're talking about because no one read books anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> you heard that you heard that first at Rebel Scum Radio. But we no one reads books no anymore. One. You sound like you sound like you go in the dark. Sound, I don't like books. I don't like books anymore. I don't like reading on the <laughs> on the beach <laughs> in the sand. In the sand. I don't like the sand. Lots of books coming out um, before Christmas. Star Wars Catalyst. Got all these Lego Star Wars books coming out, including the Lego version of The Force Awakens, mm. which if you've got nieces and nephews out there, get them onto there. And I would assume that they're all watching the Freemakers, Jono, yeah. which is reaching its climax this week. Is it? I think. Or, is that, or they're holding it off a week for episode 13. How many episodes in? 13, I think. So we're up to 12. So I think this week, probably today. Probably yeah. when Freemakers would be out. So we'll talk about that in the next podcast. So big climax to Freemakers coming up, which is exciting. Um, you've got some R2-D2 stuff. Probably the biggest book, whilst it's aimed for that teenage market, is the uh, Star Wars Ahsoka Tano story. So that's actually coming out way before Christmas, in about a month, I think. Then you've got some Rogue One spinoffs, the Rebel Dossiers. Which is, Dossiers, which, which is info and intel on the on the rebellion's bravest band of spies. So that'll be interesting. <coughs> oh, when when I when I, I remember when I was a teenager, oh young teenager, mm. um, 
I used to love those DK books that had, like, what does a submarine look like inside? And then they'd have all these expanded pictures of submarines and battleships and stuff. That is quite well, a segue because I'm about to mention Star Wars Rogue One, the ultimate visual guide, yeah, which is all those I'm, 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 leading, <laughs> I'm leading up to this, Carl. I'm leading up to this. But I, I, the DK <laughs> have always done good Star Wars yeah. uh, it, uh, informative uh, visual By far the best. Gu- gu- guides. All of their ultimate guides and visual guides. Yeah, but are the one I liked on the list you sent me, mm. the one I liked was the, the art. Of Rogue One. That, oh, with Kate USA looks, on the cover. Yeah, that looks that looks very yeah. nice. Look, well, I recently so, bought the art of um, the Force first Wiggins. first Star Wars mm. trilogy, uh, the first six films when okay. I, when when I was up in Canberra. Mm. So, was that was that a, a pack? No, nah, it was a, a single. Big, it was actually like it's a big rectangle, thick book. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's really, really heavy. It's yeah, it's, it's like a hundred dollar book. It's yeah. not. It's not small. I, I, I booked the art of uh, Batman was Superman, but then after I saw the film, I cancelled my order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want this yeah. shit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, that will be maze balls. I recently bought the, their ultimate guide to um, to um, to ships and vehicles. From DK, just going through all the original vehicles and stuff from the first six films, so that'll be awesome. Um, more Lego Star Wars. There's lots of kids books. Um, Rogue ones like Pro. There's profiles and sticker books, but probably two of the better ones, which are coming out before Christmas, and I've only been able to find these on Book Depository, and they're compendiums of um, Star Wars Insider magazine going back throughout the years, like going way back to even the original oh, trilogy. Okay. Yep. They they've put together all their all their interviews with like Mark Hamill and the directors like George Lucas and stuff. Yep. So they're up to they've released volume one and two, which I have. Before Christmas, they'll release volumes three and four, one with Darth Vader on the cover and um, one with Ray on the cover. Excellent articles in there and feature pieces about the Star Wars films and the universe, fandom, games, whatever you can think about in terms of Star Wars, they're in there. Um, very cheap as well. They're 20 bucks delivered from the UK, like 20 bucks Australian from the UK here, mm. like phenomenal. Um, and isn't it free delivery on Book Yeah, it's free, yeah. free delivery on Book Depository as well. So um, it's just amazing. What they can do, so I highly recommend those. If you're a Star Wars fan, get one and two, and three and four will be coming out. Now we've got a full list of all these on our website. So the articles are in there. You can check them out in the show notes. Um, same with the previous, with all the toys which we discussed. Just, There's an article on just those. Realize, as well. Just realize, just realize, something with the toys one. Yep. Um, it seems to be missing Star Wars Rogue One Lego. Uh, so far, yes. So they're just keeping it under wraps that little bit longer. Well, these are well these some of these aren't official images. Some of these are leaked. Oh, okay. So um, from Mexico, uh, from the Jedi Archives website, which we've got oh. linked in the show notes as well. Oh, okay. So, okay. So check that out. Um, Jedi Archives are, ex- are excellent um, for uh, leaked toys. <laughs> Before, Has- before Hasbro wants them out in, in, in the wild. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. But obviously, um, if you're in a different region of the world, there's a website called booko.com. Type in the title of the book that you're looking for and it'll tell you the best price in your region wherever you can is get it. Is it just for Australia? Or- uh, there's what, booko.com, what which is global, but there's regionalised ones. Oh, okay. There's an Australian one. It'll usually see what geographic, yeah. geographic region you're in and take you there. Yeah, that's so. a great website, that one. So check it out and you'll find the cheapest books you can. 
Get. It just so happens to be Tasmania, so you have to catch a. <laughs> I'm just going to catch a food yeah. and yeah. save ten dollars on the book. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. sounds good. Spooed up Tasmania. Now overnight delivery. <laughs> now there's been a little bit of Star Wars episode eight news, which we'll quickly run through. Firstly, there's been some script leaks this week, which we won't talk about. Because it's kind of spoilers. They can get stuff. It's kind of like going through that bullshit that we did before before um, Force Awakens where people were saying storylines, this, this, and this, and I'm just not going to bother. Firstly, I don't want to take the chance that I'm sitting in the film and then I realise what I've read. Never happened. It, it is is. Oh, it, it is the yeah. script, and then I know what's going to happen. Yeah. What's what's going to happen? Or two, I waste my time, and the entire thing was bullshit, and it's kind of worthless. So I'm not going to bother either way. It's kind of have you, going to ruin you, my Star Wars. Have experience. you had a bad experience in the past with a leaks story? Have you? No, but I just don't. You know, when sometimes you, you don't see a film for a while, then you yeah. hear about it, then you get these little spoilers, and it's just not as fun. Mm. Yeah, like it's like being an Australian wrestling fan. <laughs> if I, I, I can't look at Twitter during the day because I don't get to see like Monday Night Raw and stuff until like 12 hours after it happens oh, yeah. in the US. Okay. So I have to sh- shut my Twitter off. But as soon as I switch it on, there's all the results and stuff there. Yeah. And it's like when, when you do that as a wrestling fan, it's kind of like yeah. this entire show's ruined. It's yeah. kind of pointless. So yeah, it's the same I, thing with films. It's, that's the thing that bugs me about um, YouTube's uh, video algorithm. Because like if you look up something on Batman or something and then these stupid, highly promoted, highly clicked videos of like, oh, Robin is the Joker video and it's mm. just someone had uploaded one cut scene from one of the Batman games where something weird happens in the game mm. and it actually doesn't do anything. It actually doesn't show that Robin is Joker mm. or anything but yeah. they're these stupid clickbait movies clickbait, that get yeah, so yeah. many hits that they just... Yeah. Come up into your yeah. suggested. That yeah. really shits me. And I think it, I think I, I've actually one experience that I can think of off the top of my head of what we're talking about, and that was um, with IGN with the finale of Star Wars Rebels Two, when they've gone, oh, guess who's back in, in for the finale of Star Wars Rebels, and then they've put a big fucking picture of Darth Maul oh, there, mm. so you couldn't avoid it. Yeah, like there's no way you couldn't. Yeah, it's Darth Maul. Did, did they apologize for that? I, I think they might have. I don't know, but it's too late anyway. It's stupid that there's so many different channels that can trick us into clicking on these things because there's so many news sources that generate all this crap. Mm. But like, if you're a kid in the seventies, the only time you would have seen the Star Wars, like a New Hope trailer was maybe primetime TV at a certain time of night or if mm. you went to see another movie. And and that's the only the only time you see anything about Star Wars. Well that's you know, the, like that's the thing in that, like there's one channel. One channel. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, I remember they were talking about Return of the Jedi and I and I faked being sick that day because <laughs> because they were going to run the Return of the Jedi at the first trailer and footage and stuff on the Ray Martin show on on the oh. midday show. So I faked being sick and stayed home so I could watch the well, Star Wars. Sorry that you had to sit through Ray Martin though. That's that's, that's pretty okay. Tragic. I got my fifteen minutes Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> And as, like, as a kid, like, and it was all the speeder bike scenes through yeah. through the forest. So oh, looked, get so out of here! So it looked amazing back then. So, yeah, but yeah, it's you get exposed to too much shit nowadays. It's harsh, and it comes from everywhere. Like it's it's you actually get bombarded. it's actually easy to it's it's actually hard 
to avoid it altogether. It's oh. actually difficult. It's impossible. It's a it's a boggle. It's it's my mind is in a boggle. Yeah, my, my, my it's mind bottling. My mind's my mind's trapped in a bottle. It's, it's trapped in a bottle. Um, a glass case of the uh, glass case emotion. of emotion. Trapped emotion. in a glass case of emotions. Now, um, some other Star Wars Episode Eight news was rumored today, and that is the premiere of the first teaser trailer for Episode Eight will be teaser trailer. So not official trailer. Teaser trailer. Okay. Teaser trailer will be. On December 20th. So four days, five days after the release of, of Rogue, One. Rogue One. So that'll be going what in. What day is that? Is that a... Well, when you consider that it's... It, like, it all depends on how it goes, but you assume it's US time, so that's the Friday US. So it'd be like the Wednesday or the Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday. Hey, hey, yeah. Oh, so Wednesday for us. Carl. Yes. Yeah. He, hear me out here. Mm-hmm. We, we, could, we could spoil the party by creating a fake trailer. Let's just... Well, because we know video, we we know videographers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we know a videographer yeah. that could put something together, yeah. shoot something in the and then and then like have an account that sounds like official Star Wars headquarters or something, some yeah. fake but official sounding Star Wars type thing. Yeah, and then but it's like when people start watching it because it comes out like twenty minutes before it's supposed to officially come from Star <laughs> yeah. Wars. So everyone's clicking on it because they think, oh, this is a trailer. And then just and say RebelScumRadio.com. Like, yeah, and then it's like <laughs> directed. And then Star Wars Episode Eight, directed by Joss Whedon. And then like, and then like Mark Hamill comes out and starts singing. It's like bringing you Star Wars the musical. Oh, and then by myself. Yeah, on an island in island. Oh, by myself in industry. We'd instantly become the most hated people in yeah, Star Wars yeah. fandom. <laughs> you but, fuckers. But, <laughs> but it would it would shine a torch on 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 people who try to spoil it for everyone else. That is true. That's that's our that's our philosophy. We get heaps one. of traffic. Like yeah, we get a lot of traffic. Because yeah. you could even put on the Rebel Scum Radio website. <laughs> we have we have the trailer exclusive. We have a trailer. We have a trailer. <laughs> Now, click below. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, my baby. Who's the first baby? Now, speaking of Star Wars trailers. <laughs> um, yes, I did watch a musical yes. recently, so I've got musicals on the mind. Yeah. Um, the prequel Strike Back is a documentary which is coming out in a couple of weeks. There's a trailer on the Rebel Scum Radio website. Which is this the uh, first out. generation is talking about it? Oh. This is the... This is... They look 30-somethings. This is a discussion between our generation Mm. who grew up with our episodes 4, 5, 6. Yep. Like New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Jedi versus the generation which came back which whose first experiences were Phantom Menace, Clones and and the Sith, Revenge of the Sith. So it's kind of... That dichotomy between how they reacted to the films being an adult experiencing the prequels and the target market experiencing the prequels and yeah. how they react to them and why the prequels are actually well constructed and well and well written. That's kind of like the argument that they're kind of putting forth that they're actually not that bad. I'm prepared to execution, Carl. I'm prepared to sit execution. down. And give this a go and let them change my mind if they can. Because I I I like that those films are Star Wars films. 
but it's still I watch them with like gritted teeth, and I've kind I, of got. I, I like. I'm gritting liked, my teeth right I now. I liked Attack of yeah. Attack of the Clones. Um, out, of, out of all three. Okay. Yeah, I, d- I didn't mind Revenge of the Sith. I think that sits okay, pretty close with the first three films. Yep. I didn't mind, except for the length of the lightsaber battle. It's funny on we, the Mustafa we, system. We've system had this end. discussion before, and I mm. said that my favourite was Phantom Menace. Was the Phantom Menace, and and I only simply owe that explanation to the fact that Darth Maul literally blew me away because literally he's well, Darth Maul's the only figure that I've got from the yeah, yeah. from the prequels. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I've got his, No. I've got all their figurines when they mm. came out. Yeah. Mace Windu? No. no. But No Mace. But yeah, no Mace. I think I think no that, that, that choreographed scene at the end with fighting on the the decks and the laser shields and stuff. Or yeah. that that that's like George Lucas doing what he does best. It mm. simply was. Mm. But Jar Jar Binks was was his oversight. Yeah, I think, and and an attempt at comedy relief, and abs- it's such a shame because I because sometimes when I'm watching, I'm almost through Clone Wars now, yeah, and obviously going through Rebels and stuff. Sometimes I think if only George Lucas had just got a little bit of that of that Jar Jar out of his system through those channels, those channels mm-hmm. rather yeah. than in the films, because. But it's so people are gonna people are gonna hate me for saying. But Jar Jar Binks isn't as annoying in Clone Wars as he is in the films. The thing is, he's he's minimal. Is it the same voice actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But his minimal appearance in Attack of the Clones was so freaking obvious that you could tell that he had yeah. That's the worst kind of feedback. Like where he where fans will end me. (laughs) (laughs) that's probably what he was thinking. So he just. Gave him some token like, oh, Misa, going to introduce yeah, you to such yeah, and such. Yeah. And then he fucked off. Yeah. And everyone, I, I literally could feel a, a collective sigh of relief yeah. in the cinema when I saw that. Yeah, but you it's could just tell yeah. people were like, yeah, fuck off, Jaja. But it's also, <laughs> yeah, but it's also kind of annoying that they didn't actually, that they actually did that. Because then at the, at the end of the prequels, like Jaja Binks plays one of the key roles in yeah. fucking the formation of, of the Empire. By which, being like which, the deciding yeah, vote in the yeah, Senate, which leads to that, yeah. that crazy which is theory. annoying. Yeah. Which is yeah. it's annoying too. So you've yeah. got you get no background <laughs> into that. Yeah, you get this little entry stuff. But mm. my only problem with the prequels as a whole and the, how they're presented and stuff is that everyone complained from our generation that oh, oh yeah it doesn't work it hasn't got the same feel and the response was no nah, that's could they're for kids they're for and like I think the valid argument has been repeated many times. I'm like, what kind of kids want to know about fucking trade federations? Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> fucking economic blockades and God knows what. Like, is that? Yeah, a, I'm it, I'm going to play in the backyard and and um, he, he's trying to he's trying to um, he's trying to entertain both the children and the adults. But even, the, even who, the, who even, are even so the, invested in Star Wars, even the adults that, didn't care about that shit. Yeah, who? They adults, they didn't care about it. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's boring. Who who Yeah, it's kind of like boring. Like, oh, I wanna, I'm gonna go play with the uh, accountant figure that I've got here. (laughs) I think I I think the best way I can explain it (laughs) that frustrates me easily enough is that one of one of the mysterious things about like Return of the Jedi is when like the Emperor's talking to those two. Priest-looking guys in purple gear on, on the on the Death Star before 
Luke Skywalker appeared with Darth Vader. But they had no speaking role. They just nodded at the Emperor and walked off. That felt more compelling to, as to the, the kind of you know, strings that the Emperor was pulling with whatever than the, in like Return of the Jedi explaining ad yeah. nauseum what the Trade Federation deal was, how it's going to affect everyone. It just felt like it was like um, playing the devil's advocate. Oh, we better explain all this Federation-y galactic empire yeah, rubbish. You don't have to explain. Ex- just, like, fuck off. Just, no one cares. Just show like, it. Like, we, know, we, know, we, know, we know that the Emperor's got um, amazing you know, control over whoever, like controlling the Empire and stuff. Because he's obviously, yeah, he's obviously manipulating mm. a lot of people. Yeah, but it just felt like it was being told to us in a patronising way. Yeah. I mm. think, I think as adults, that's what we, that's why we ended up being, you know, let down. Mm. But um, I, I know that one guy that I used to work with said that the children's reaction to characters like Jar Jar are overwhelmingly po- positive. And like, oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, we love him, and and he was the most popular freaking toy. Yeah, well, Damn. There's, there's this scene that Damn. kind of. Damn it! There's this scene in the People versus George Lucas documentary, which is relatively similar in a way to the prequel Strikes Back, except People versus George Lucas pretty much only told from the point of view of our generation. But there's this scene where our father's sitting with his daughters and stuff, and he's sitting there, and they go, "Who's your favorite character out of all the Star Wars films?" And the kids are like, "Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks," <laughs> and then and then you can and then the interviewer asks the dad, "So who's who's do you like Jar Jar Binks as much as your kids?" And the little girl turns around and just goes, "You like him, don't you?" Hmm. And the father just goes. Uh, not as much as you do. Yeah. And so, like, could, he couldn't bring himself to say, no, I don't. So I don't know what you do. Like I've watched all the edits and stuff, even taking them out. Yeah. There's still something not quite <laughs> – there's still something not when, – when you actually take it out, uh, people say, oh, the film's better. I don't actually think it is. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the films – I think – Yeah, aren't and quite one right. One of the other hugest things that um, let – George Lucas down is that yes computers were good at the time yes they could do things but he didn't quite have the kind of um, animation ability that let's say uh, the Hobbit trilogy mm, yeah, had. had yeah because like even even like like I, I remember watching a show with Trish um, on iTunes it was like a New Zealand production had a couple of Australian actors in it and all that kind of stuff but you could tell that the, the TV show, which was like, you know, 15 episodes or whatever, you could tell it was produced by... By Weeder? Well, no, just all the people who probably mm. worked on... On The Hobbit. On The Hobbit yeah. and Lord of the Rings trilogy. Because mm-hmm. just watching it on the telly, it's just like... I said to Trish, okay, this, this TV show visually looks better than Phantom Menace. <laughs> and... And it's just a big slap in the face. And, mm. and, and that's what I think um, the magic that, that George was able to get from the visual effects mm. team, because they were so far ahead in the 80s, yeah. they mm. were far ahead of anyone else. They had the best sound designers mm. that just had the best stuff because obviously Star Wars New Hope did so well. Yeah. Then they, they w- were able to get all the best yeah. back then. Yeah. But 
you know, and then and then Terminator yeah, Two came on yeah. with that melting metal. Yeah, guy. well, I think I think and that industrial changed, light magic. Everything. I think <laughs> a, I think I, I think industrial light magic are still at the top of the tree. Yeah. but it's just that that gap between them and the next is so small. Yeah. that you're seeing the same stuff everywhere, and it doesn't stand out anymore. Like the quality of what they're doing doesn't stand out because the quality of special effects is all the same. But then again, from that trailer that we saw. Some of it's still not, not quite it's not rendered probably. Hey, yeah. hey, it's uh, not quite right. But going back to the films, <laughs> the prequels, there are, I've got three moments that stand out as to why I don't like the films. The first film, the first one is Jar Jar Binks as a character in the first film, which is just overly used and goofy and it changed the tone yeah. of the film. The second one is the overly CGI hot rod car that. Anakin was driving around with Obi-Wan when they were chasing the assassin through the streets, through the skies. Was it the yellow? The yellow and red hot hot rod looking thing. You want any death sticks? Yeah. I didn't like that vehicle. It looked stupid. It looked like something out of Fifth Element. Like out of Wacky Jetsons. Like out of Wacky Races or something. It was all shiny and red and yellow and weird. And then the final moments in Revenge of the Sith with the... No! No, but that was the post-post edit, wasn't it? The post-George Lucas edit? What, the no? Revenge of the Sith, where he's breaking oh, out of his shackles. He breaks it, and then he starts crushing everything. He's crushing course. everything because Padme's died. Whose voice was that? Was that... Oh, I don't know. Fucking shouldn't have been anyone's yeah. voice, really. Bob Bob Earl Jones. <laughs> Bob, Bob Earl Jones. Bob Geldof. Yeah. Anyway, the dog... What, say, Bob Geldof sings a song, I don't like saying... <laughs> I don't like sad. Oh, Jesus. Oh, anyway, God, I, don't like I, I, I think we should make that a song. <laughs> We're not Tell making any songs. I don't like sad. Tell me why. Tell me why I don't like sad. Tell me why. Tell me why. I want to blow. Because you, oh, you were a slave child of Tantooine. <laughs> I grew up on a sandy show. <laughs> anyway, the prequel strikes back. The documentary, A Fan's Journey, is available September 14th. Um, in digital formats directly from their website, which we've got links to in the show notes. It'll also be available on Amazon Prime and YouTube soon, and you can pre-order the DVD edition, and that gets shipped out in October, so you'll have it before Christmas. I'm getting the disc edition, and I'll probably buy um, the YouTube, YouTube edition. No, I'll buy it directly <laughs> from the store. Look, I'd like to watch it just because like, the dust has settled for, for well and good now. So I, I, it'd be I, good to see more considered responses to the... I want to like the films. <laughs> like, I want to like them and I want a valid argument for telling me... Well, if, I want your to dreams, if your dreams come true and they actually do reboot the prequels, then it could be a better thing in the long run anyway. Imagine that. For... Yeah. Yeah, that would be... But that's not going to happen. They're going to put all their energy into new content. It has to be. Yeah, but George wouldn't have let them sign it off if they were going to touch any of that stuff anyway. Yeah, maybe. But but they own everything, though. Yeah, but he would have said, look, you can't remake the original ones. Yeah. Mm. Look, yeah, fair enough, the originals. That's fine. But Disney is doing such a good job with Rebels and um, the Lego games. Like They're just Mm. hitting all the right nails in the head and... um, it's, yeah, I mean, like, obviously... It's, like what, it's in good hands. Like, what they've done with Rogue One looks amazing. Yeah. So, Rebel Season 3 starts <laughs> September 24th. Imagine us podcasting next year. Imagine if it's a complete disaster. Like, six episodes yeah. of Rebel Scum Radio yeah. would be dedicated to why we hated Rogue One so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going, this is the worst thing yeah. ever. 
I'd rather, I don't think it will be. I'd Green rather Lantern was the, better than the rather watch the Phantom Menace. Green Lantern was better than <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Anyway, from shows we don't like to shows we love. Stranger Things. Love. Love it. Oh, I love it. Love you know, it. You know what? You know what? I love it. Now, Stranger Things... We'll we'll start with the we'll start with the fun little bit of news about Stranger Things this week. An eight bit eighty style adventure game was released oh, yeah. for Stranger Things. Now it's only a short episode, like it's not a full like game. It's only a thing. But uh, the team at Infamous Games have released it, and uh, you can download download it. We'll put a demo in the show notes. Um, you can have a play around. It's just the classic point and click. Crosshair DOS style games that you would have played on your Pentium. Do you have to look 90. for the, the Demogorgon? Uh, Fight the de- it's, like Monkey Island, yeah. it's kind of like a little bit like King's Quest and Monkey Island yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so a little bit of Legislate Larry, Larry mixed in there. So, so it's free of it. <laughs> Larry. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, yeah, but the article from, uh, from the Nerdist puts some, uh, gives you some further information. We'll put that link in the show notes. There's no full game for this. Yep. I don't. It, we're not sure if there's any plans to create a full Everyone version of it, would, but Netflix I think funded and then someone started a Kickstarter for this. Yeah, it'd just get done. The game would get done, and uh, and people would pay money for it. So, I think but, they do it. I, 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 Netflix would have to get there. I would. I would. To me, I would be surprised if that if a game development house like Telltale Games, who do those kind of new modern point and click adventures, where your clicks change the outcome of the game. Yeah. I would say that this this would be something that's more up Telltale Games alley than than um, than um, a Kickstarter. But the look and style of Eight Bit is amazing. It's be fun to go back and experience games like you used to with the, the original Dooms and Quakes with the Eight Bit yeah. kind of block blocky graphics. It's fun. I but can't, I can't believe we used to play Doom. It shocks me. Now that what do you mean? Game... What, what's wrong with Doom? No, no, I'm not saying there's anything <laughs> hey, wrong with it. You're just Doom hater. No, no, no. I was, just the other night I was watching... got a couple of haters. I was watching um, couple of Deus Ex Mankind Divided <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on Twitch, mm. and and it's just it's such an immersive, extraordinary game. And but we thought when we were playing Doom for the very first time on our four eight sixes, three eight sixes, yeah, like that was we thought that was the shit. We thought that was no, this is the pinnacle. Mm. And back in the day, back in the day, and back now, in the day, now it. We're getting all these new consoles that are oh, getting right. better and better. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Totally amazed balls. What did you? Doing oh, just a side side quest. Um, did you did you try out No Man's Sky just out of curiosity? No, I'm going to do it this weekend. I just haven't had time. Okay. The game's sitting there on top of my pile so of much shame. Hatred now, <coughs> what do you mean hatred? Oh, all the PC users have really jumped out of it. Have they? By yeah, a factor of they're getting bad ratings. Why? I don't know. Yeah, but PC gamers. But this is a seg- <laughs> this is a segue into um, uh, your Twitch channel that you created. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah, Twitch seg- segway segway. Yeah. So segway. I'll be No Man's Sky probably this weekend. So we'll find out. I, I enjoyed watching the Force Awakens the Lego. Lego. That was actually really fun. <laughs> yeah. When you started hopping in the ATAT, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you frustrated the hell out of me because Why? you weren't picking up all the freaking coins and all doing all of uh, the. I don't do that in games. Yeah, well, I can't. Like, I'd go back and finish all that off, shit off later. <laughs> I just want to get through the game, man. <laughs> so it's, about, it's about the game, not about the coins. 
All right. Yeah. All righty. All right. We'll, we'll just then. agree to disagree. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've got a little bit more of Stranger Things news. Some concept art came out this week from Stranger Things. Um, but which one was it that hinted to the what, new creature? What hinted to this creature was the picture with the egg. Oh, that. Because questions were asked about the egg, whether it's a demigorgon or a demigorgon or not. The creator said, no, it's not. It's something else. So, which means that there's other monsters within Upside Down, which will lead you to think that they're worse than the Demogorgon, which means so if it's that not, those would be the monsters in Season 2. It's not a Demogorgon. Who gave birth to the egg? That's the question. Well, that's it. There's a big monster yeah. in there because the egg's half the size of Demogorgon. Yeah. So, it's like, unless it's just a pellet. Like, that scene with the egg, it was like a scene out of Alien. Yeah. So, yeah, so... The news hinted at, the, at a bigger, better monster for season two, which means eleven needs to turn up to twelve. Maybe, maybe thirteen. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. yeah. I the, hope you find more anomalies in the, the their attention to detail with the ephemera from the era. Still, I, hope. I feel like going there and getting like um, the, like a videographer to actually etch in like the red. Engines on the back of the Millennium Falcon, so it doesn't irk me. Because <laughs> I've watched the series three times now. Oh wow! Yeah, so three for. Did, did you know she's British? Who's that? The oh the um the girl who plays Eleven. No, and no. and she's a great singer. Check her videos out on YouTube. Oh yeah. Oh, check them. Out. I'll put them in the show notes yeah. for the show. So the list the list can check them out. I haven't even seen those. And the the the, the family moved to California. Mm. To help her get famous and they almost went bankrupt. And yeah. then she finally got the role. Cool. Yeah. Very interesting. But yeah, um, you can check out the concept art on the article that's on the Rebel Scum Radio website. So um, Aaron Sims Creative, they've done a lot of other um, a lot of other movies including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, Transformers 3. Two films that really annoy me actually. Yeah, these guys wrote, Yeah, wrote these, these guys did all the creative for oh, those. Yeah. And Dawn of the Planet oh, of the Apes, which was fantastic. Yep. And also the game, which I love the visual of, is Infamous 2. And so if, you, if, you've got a, if you've got a PlayStation and you haven't got Infamous 2, then get it because the, the visuals in that game will, will blow your mind away. So check, check that out. Mind Great. Blasting. Some of the best concept art I've actually seen in a while, to be honest. The two pictures of Barb, the ones without, with and without the ribs sticking out, is <laughs> fucking ace. I love it. I love, I love that shit. And also, I mean, there's a lot more images on their website than we've got yep. on ours. So there's a lot of cityscapes that they didn't use in the film. Um, so check those out. Well, there's also a picture, um, last picture on the website is like actually daytime in Upside Down, mm. which they didn't end up using in the film. Oh, that's, that's the picture the I thought you were referring to. The one with the tree? Yeah, the one with yeah, the tree. Yeah. yeah. So, that is, so that's daytime in Upside Down. Where I thought it was always dark in Upside Down. Cause well, apparently not. Okay. But well, it is. But this is concept art for daytime, which I don't think they ever use in the show. So interesting stuff. Sweet as the creative process. Mm, this sounds like a good series, it, which I have not watched yet. You haven't seen Stranger Things? No, no. When Trish comes back, mate, you're gonna mate. You're me. gonna settle in for a binge. That's yeah, all I'm doing. Yeah, I'm worthy. I'm I'm you ready will, for a binge. First of all. You won't be able to stop listening to it because the soundtrack yeah. will fucking awesome. blow your balls off. They'll be off. Not we'll off. have to report about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still have to have a report about my balls being blown off. A man's balls got blown <laughs> off. 
Was I was I drying them in Scandinavia? Or? Yeah, yeah, nothing. <laughs> so it was it Norway? Where, where was it again? You'll be the you'll be the lead article on the ball report. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, um, we're going to finish off with a little bit of DC news. First of all, Ben Affleck. Yeah, he um, sent out a random video on his Twitter account this week, Jono. But what surprised me was how bright the orange was for a DC movie. Yeah, like, his helmet was quite bright. It's brighter than it was in the Arrow TV series even. Yeah. It was quite bright. So, But it wasn't as cuffed as I'd uh, hoped it would be. Yes. It seemed a bit clean. And he mm. seemed short so too. Maybe DC's well, got Well, he's new... quite short and stocky. Deathstroke's quite short and stocky in the TV show. Well. Maybe, I... uh, maybe DC's got a new um, health and safety code where villains have to have a... Bright high, colours. High-vis high yeah. high yeah. nature about them so yeah. people are aware that yeah. there's a villain on the set. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got, a, he's got a few dings on his helmet. Yeah, and it's, it's confirmed that he was on the Flying Fox, which is uh, the jet for the Justice League. Ah. And if you look behind his shoulder, it's, yeah. the, it's the Batmobile. Oh, it is too. Yeah. I can see it right there in front of me. There's rumour that it's Joe, Joe Mag... What's his name? Joe Magul- True Blood. He was in True Blood. Yeah, he goes out with um, uh, the. Um, what's that? Funny how to pronounce his surname. What's that lady from uh, Modern Family? Sophia Vergara. Yeah, he. Yeah. Th- I think they're dating at the moment. There's rumor oh. that it's him. Joe Magliano. Magliano. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. It's rumor that it's him. Cool. And a little bit more news about Justice League. Is that on the same rumor mill where the Star Wars Episode Eight trailer came from? Is also a um, date for the Justice League first full trailer since since Comic Con will be coming out. That is on the twenty seventh mm. of December. So check that out. I don't know what else will be coming around out that time, but there'll be lots of films over the Christmas period. So you can. Oh, the biggest is Rogue One. That's um, so you can check just that out. Thinking about it now, that that Justice League trailer. It just you know, it only went for a minute thirty or whatever, but it was kind of better than Batman versus Superman as a whole movie, wasn't it? I think they answered the fans because uh, they wanted to make it more quirky and funny. I don't trust DC films them. anymore. Not after Suicide Squad. No. <laughs> Not that Suicide Squad was a goddamn awful film, but it didn't live up to the expectation. To trailer. Yeah. It's kind of the reverse. Of Ghostbusters. Where Ghostbusters' film was actually better than the trailer that came yeah. out, but it still wasn't a great yeah. film. It was just an okay film. But the trailers were horrible, but it was an okay film, yeah. whilst Suicide Squad trailers were awesome, but it was an okay film. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit different. False advertising. Damn straight. Yeah. Um, yes. That's yeah. it. That's the end of part one of Rebel Scum Radio. But after the break, we're coming back with the mysteries of Catalina Island. Catalina. Uh, 
little bit of welcome back, Carter. Um, welcome back to the second half of episode four, season two of Rebel Scum Radio. We're back with some paranormal news, which we haven't done in a while, John and Jim Bob. Yeah. Mm. I don't think we've done anything really since we talked about... The dark web? The dark web, dark web yeah. Yeah. It was kind of some stories the in the dark web. Not really paranormal, though, scared, was it? It scared us a bit, and then we, we kept away from the paranormal. <laughs> yeah, we kept, we kept away from it. Oh, fuck. I'm Jim, not going Jim on the Bob, fucking dark web. <laughs> fuck that shit. Jim, Jim Bob has some nightmares, <laughs> so we've, we've held back. But today we've got some mysteries from the island of Catalina, which is just 21 miles off the coast of LA. Um, it's an island which has got a pretty mysterious past with lots of... And lots of weird stories, including ghost stories, UFO sightings, USO sightings, which are... Unidentified submerged objects. Yes. Yep. Rumours of a major alien underwater base near the island. There's pirate tales, there's buried treasure, there's cryptids like Bigfoot, there's murders, there's giants, there's dimensional portals, and a whole lot more. All on one island. What more could you want? It's, and it's better it, than Phillip Island. Jesus. <laughs> Is is it um? Well, you're not even big, allowed big, to walk um, amongst uh, the seals. On vacation spot? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. A, apparently, it's a really beautiful island. Um, has, that a lot of people go to for has holidays. James Packer got a house on there, or probably not. No. Probably it's not. Not rich enough, is he? No, yeah. no. So it's kind of it's got a similar backstory to kind of like Skinwalker Ranch, I suppose. Yeah. Um, very similar kind of weird stuff that happens there all the time. Anyway, these stories are from a book called Mysterious Island Catalina. And uh, it's written by a gentleman called Jim Watson, who actually um, lives and writes for the local newspaper there on Catalina Island. So we've got stories which we're going to read from this book. Um, you can buy the book from the links in the show notes here. It's fourteen ninety five from Amazon. By Kindle version, it's like six bucks. Yep, the best collection of paranormal and weird stories I've ever bought. It's the kind of book you can read front to back and like. In a couple of hours and yeah. you're done. It's awesome. So, Jim Bob, <coughs> you're right. Need sedatives? Sedatives? You're going to be okay? No, I'll be fine. Okay. Be fine. You want to see? You, uh, you don't need a hug. I, I've, got up, I've got up to season seven of X Files. So. <laughs> you, you got up to season seven. Of X-Files. Get to season eight. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where they moved to LA, and I think <laughs> I think the entire cast were on cocaine for the entire season. What's going on? What, what's happening right now? Hang on, this isn't Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the Green Door. So, um, this is my favourite story out of the entire book from Jim Watson. Throughout the history of North America, tales have abounded about the discovery of the remains of abnormally large and even giant prehistoric humans. While archaeologists have shrugged off such claims as pure fiction, photoshop jobs, or perhaps even just the natural elongation of, of normal human skeletons, the phenomenon has developed its own niche within the paranormal community. There have been three main examples. In 1895, a burial mound containing 20 skeletons twice as large as modern-day humans was discovered near Toledo, Ohio. The skeletons were reportedly all arranged in a sitting position facing east. 
The second example of the giants occurred in 1931, when a number of large skeletons were discovered in a lake bed near Lovelock, Nevada, one of which was said to be almost 10 feet long. Another specimen measuring 8.5 feet in length was also discovered and appeared to be wrapped in a gum-covered fabric similar to Egyptian mummies. Again, in 1965, a skeleton measuring 8 feet and 9 inches in length was reportedly discovered in Holly Creek, Kentucky, with a skull 30 inches in circumference. Well, as you might have guessed, Canalina Island counts itself as one of these locations where giants were found also. It was not so long ago that a Catalina local named Ralph Glidden took it upon himself to excavate the various Native American burial sites around the island. Glidden found many things on his dick, but one of his claims was that he had discovered the skeletal remains of 7 foot to 8 foot tall giants in various places around the island. The question of what the giants were up to is just as fascinating as their discovery itself. Some posit that the answer to that question has to do with what is known as the Hollow Earth Theory. A belief that within the Earth that there is a vast open realm inhabited by an advanced civilization. While the Hollow Earth Theory enjoyed its heyday back in the 19th century and early 20th century, it still has a number of followers today with many paranormal and conspiracy theory websites discussing the possibilities of a parallel world hidden within the Earth, hidden from everyday people by our modern governments. It is here where Catalina Island fits into the Hollow Earth theory. Hollow Earthers believe that there are major entry points of this underworld which are located around the Earth's north and south poles. But they also claim there are numerous alternate portals located around the world, including, you guessed it, Catalina Island. This is based in some fact. Back in the 1920s, a contingent from the Hollow Earth Society made a special trip out to Catalina in an effort to search just for such portals. However, there is no word on whether they found anything. But how are the giants apparently discovered by Ralph Glidden connected to the Hollow Earth theory? It is said that giants, including those supposedly found in Catalina, were given the task of protecting these portals to the Hollow Earth. In other words, they were thought to be guardians of the portals into the underworld, protecting this internal civilization from invaders from the world above. The spectre of such a portal leads into our next topic. The mysterious door that appears from time to time in the hills of Catalina. It's known as the Green Door. From the mysterious environment of the beautiful secluded cove known as Toyon Bay come a number of Catalina Island's greatest mysteries. One of the most bizarre revolves around the sightings of what is quite simply known as the Green Door. Reported by various Toyon Bay residents and visitors over the year, the Green Door is literally a bright green door that mysteriously appears in the canyons of Toyon. Hikers in the canyon sometimes report seeing the door flush against the canyon wall or even floating in midair. Sometimes the door is open, other times it is closed. In 1974, Carolyn Price, then a teenager, and three of her friends came across the infamous portal whilst on a hike one day. Carolyn went on to describe the portal. It was maybe four feet up and flush with the hill, as though it had always been there and I had just never seen it, she said. Carolyn described the colour of the door as a bright natural green, like the grass of the hills in Catalina in springtime. The sides were panelled and the shape was rectangular, except for the rounded top. When confronted with the door, curiosity led her and her friends closer to the object, but something else was drawing them into, some strange force. There was a force, an energy, visceral, pulling us towards it. I felt as if we were being taken into it and that we couldn't do anything else, Carolyn said. 
particulars at this time when one of her fellow hikers did what you're never supposed to do in old horror films. She approached the door and opened it. Carolyn was also with her, and she described what was inside. It was dark inside, really dark, said Carolyn, and it seemed to go on forever. At this point, Carolyn remembered thinking that the force was going to pull her friend inside and take her away. It was then that her friend screamed, and the four of them hauled themselves far and quickly away from the canyon on Catalina Island. No sign of the green door was found upon their return, nor in subsequent searches, although it has reportedly shown up and later vanished in other nearby areas on Catalina Island over the years. It's here where we ask the question of you. What would you do if confronted with the green door? Would you open it and go inside? Given the nature of some of the area's other paranormal stories, it appears others may have. Such a possible connection with the green door can be found in the disturbing story of the little red-haired girl. The story goes that shortly after World War II, after the military had left, a little red-haired girl and her brother went out playing in the nearby canyons of Catalina Island. The little girl and her brother never returned home, and all efforts to find them ended in failure. The boy was never seen again, but residents of Toyon Bay over the years have reported seeing the spiritual incarnation of the little red-haired girl from time to time. In one cottage in particular, amongst the Catalina Island Marine Institute at Toyon Bay, residents will hear footsteps leading up to one of the rooms, followed by a knock at the door. Upon opening the door, there is a little red-haired girl, staring forlornly and silently at the startled guest. After a few moments, the girl simply vanishes into thin air. On another occasion, Carolyn remembered seeing the girl one day while walking through the complex of cottages and buildings on Catalina Island. The sighting was in broad daylight, and the girl was actually beckoning Carolyn to come with her. The little red-haired girl silently led her to the cottage of one of Carolyn's friends. A young man who, as it just so happens, was lonely at the time and wanted to talk to Carolyn. How the little girl knew this only adds to the mystery. But what happened to the little girl and her brother? Did the little girl and her brother enter the green door and vanish into some alternate dimension, only allowed out now and again to spook the local residents? Will she ever be returned to the dimension from when she came, or is she destined to be stuck forever in some unknown world? That was good. That was, that was good. good. Good to have yeah. some paranormal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, next week, not next week, next episode, we're going to be revisiting some movie news. We're going to go back to us uh, to uh, chick flicks. Talk about chick flicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chick flicks. We actually can stand. Now, now hang on. Just remind me how many are we going to be talking about each? We're, we're going to do two each. Two each. All right. I'm going to have to be quite selective here because I've got three or four off the no- straight the no- off the bat. The notebook is banned. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk okay, about that. Let's we're talking about worthy chick flicks. Let's make it three. Top three. Like top yeah, three. Yeah, let's go top three. Top three I'm, each. Yeah. Chick flicks that guys would watch. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go, we'll go around the table again. And one, two, three. Don't say no Hugh Grant because I'll be screwed then. No, we'll, <laughs> there there'd be no list. <laughs> there is no list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there'd be no list. So, yeah, so that'll be good. We'll also recap Star Wars news. Um, there'll probably be, you'd imagine, some Rebels news start coming out soon before the. 
for the launch of Rebel Season 3 on September 24th. And then we can talk about the Freemakers for now. Ho- hopefully I've yeah. also binge-watched Stranger Things yeah. so that we can yeah, talk a bit more ad hoc about Stranger that. Things. Yeah. And if we wait for maybe, if we make so. maybe one extra day, uh, do a review of Prequel's documentary that we discussed. Oh, earlier. if we get a chance to watch it together. Yeah. 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 Was this? Because it's released on September 14th. So that's two weeks away. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So if we push it back to Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Or yep, maybe we, we can do that. So that'd cool. be cool. Anyway, that, that's, so. that's the end of Paranormal News. We're going to be back in a minute <laughs> with a little bit of news from the Ball Report. <laughs> Some weird news. We'll be back in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've got a bit of a weird news story from from theballreport.com. Crazy Russian drilling plaster off their I balls. Know why, I don't know why you look up this stuff. Why? Um, Hang yeah. on, didn't we painstakingly sit through this last time? Yes, I'm cutting it back in. Oh, Cause, right. Cause okay. it out of the podcast. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Fuck. Finish that old bottle. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Smashed the whole bottle. <laughs> anyway, we'll be. <laughs> We've got a four minute live video we're going to watch on air right now because the boys, uh, Jim, Bob, and Jono, have not seen, seen it. No. Nah. They don't want to see it, but I'm going to make them watch it. <laughs> so we're going to get their live reaction views. Then. Um, and then after that, we're going to call it quits for another Rebel Scum Radio. We hope you enjoy the music after listening to the crazy Russian and his drilling balls shenanigans. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Again, remember, rebelscum.radio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Instatube, 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 and YouTube, Snaptube, Tumblr, Chatsnap, Tumblr, and... You're on Tumblr now. We're on Tumblr. And Twitch. Okay. And obviously, you know where to find us on podcasts because you're already listening to yeah. us. But tell your friends, leave us a comment, send us an email. Um, we'll be upgrading the website pretty soon to include a store where you can buy some cool merchandise. So keep an eye out for that as well. We'll see you again in two weeks' time. Laters. Laters. Oh, yeah, laters. Jono, can you open the link? Open We're going to w- watch this video uh, together as a team. Okay. Oh, God. Now, um, this... Uh, <laughs> oh no! What am I watching here? You're watching a Russian man who has tried oh. to make a plaster cast of his nuts. Unfortunately, when he's put the plaster on said nuts, uh, plaster gets quite hot when it sets. Yeah. It releases oh. a lot of heat in the chemical reaction, oh. yeah. and um, <laughs> he this is he needed to get the plaster off his uh, 
off his uh, ball sack. <laughs> and there's a video of him um, going at this for four minutes. Is, it, is that a drill bit? Jono, just press play. Press, press play, play now. Нет. <laughs> Get ready for this. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. He's teabagging a bowl. He's squatting slab. He's squatting slab indeed. People are, there's a link of this in show notes. You can watch along with the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, this is so weird. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, it's the end of a, like a of bottle. a two-liter bottle. Yeah. Use a two-liter bottle oh. as a mold. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's now hacking at the mould with a Stanley knife to, to, to get the plastic mould off. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That noise he's making. He seems like oh, he's cut oh, himself. He's cut himself. I've never seen that. He sliced his arm enough. What the fuck? You watch this. He's <laughs> 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 using an ice pick. He's just, he's just soaring away with a handsaw and an ice pick at this plaster cast around his balls. Do you reckon that's a band? That is. is he's now power drilling. I didn't realise plaster got hot. Yeah, it gets really hot. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. Because plaster of Paris sets really quickly. Oh. Yeah. And it's a chemical reaction, obviously. Yeah, endothermic yeah. reaction, so it sends out heat. Yeah. Exothermic, sorry. It seems like he's a, he's a, he's a death metal fan. Yeah. yeah, you'd imagine so. Why the fuck would he do this? <laughs> oh. oh no! <laughs> He's back at it with the saw. That's it, Cal. No more ball report. <laughs> no more ball report. The ball report's gold. Big shout out to the guys at the ball report. <laughs> This is like a public announcement, public service announcement. Don't ever dip your balls in plaster. Yeah, plaster, plaster, plaster. 
He's now going at his pubes with a Stanley knife. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 No more. No more. Well, at least he got and his balls cast. Yeah. It's a beautiful mould. Oh. His balls are fossilised now. Yeah. Oh, he's getting his girlfriend. Oh, silly, yeah. silly, silly man. It's a beautiful thing. Uh. So, all's oh, well that ends well. Nightmares tonight. Nightmares. All's well that ends well. Boswell that ends well. Yeah. yeah. So you can watch that YouTube along with our commentary as we go. Not that it's much of a commentary. It's more just shocking groans and holy shit. But that's the best thing I've ever seen on the ball report. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Jim Bob's in shock at what he's just seen. He doesn't know what's going on after there. He's questioning whether this podcast should go on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that is the end of this episode. Jim Bob and Jono, it's been good to good to get through so this. So this is like yeah. a it's been, it's, been a, it's been a great week. Cheers. It has great been, week. yeah, it has been. Cheers, great. gentlemen. Cheers. Yeah. It's been a great week. <laughs>